Welcome to the Entrepreneur of the Month podcast brought to you by GetResponse, the marketing software with more than 300,000 customers around the globe. My name is Jamie Turner. I'm an author, speaker, and an ambassador for GetResponse, and I'll be your host for today's show. We've got a really terrific guest for us on today's show. His name is Richard Wong. He's the head of marketing and creator relations at Hashtag Paid, one of the leading influencer marketing platforms out there. Now, we talk a lot to people in, who are small and mid-sized businesses. Good news for you. You don't have to be a big company in order to use influencer marketing. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Richard, glad to have you on board with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little bit about influencer marketing. If we can just set it up, the folks listening to this are generally uh, at smaller or mid-sized businesses and, and they hear about influencer marketing. Of course, we all do. But a lot of us are like, ah, I don't know if that's really for somebody like Colgate or Palmolive or something like that, or if it's for me. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So influencer marketing is the whole idea that you can have people who are really big and famous on social media uh, and turn those into advocates and have them write reviews and integrate your brand and your company and your products um, into their feed, which is whether it's the, the world of a blog post, uh, a YouTube video, an Instagram post, or something like uh, Instagram stories or something like that, or a tweet or any type of post like that. Um, it's how do you now gravitate those large online communities, which happen to be specializing in many different types of areas, um, and have them point and kind of promote your business. That's cool. So if you're a smaller business, what, what, what are, well, first let me, let me rewind. Tell me a little bit about the influencers. Tell me, you know, just a little bit about who they are, what they're about and, and what you, you had talked about these niches that these small little nooks and crannies that nobody knew there would be influencers there, but there are plenty and they're actually pretty effective at what they do. Yeah. So for me, when it comes to like the small little niches, uh, like niches around there, I think about the people like there's YouTube channels that are specifically about like cleaning products. Um, Really? Seriously? You wouldn't ever have a TV show probably greenlit about like how to clean your home or anything along those lines. Um, But there's people who are absolutely passionate about these areas uh, and will create videos along these lines. I think about other areas where there's like, vegan like people who were cooking vegan i know vegans definitely grown a lot more but like even in the early days like the people who were cooking pure vegans or whatever it might be um there's very tight-knit online communities it's also about think about like parenthood um there's many different ways to raise your ch- children and the last thing most people want is having one like main voice of a parent telling you how to parent your own children. And there's so many different types of parenting communities all across there, um, ranging from call it more of your granola type of family to the families that are very much about like the science and the data and everything along those lines. And you have all these online communities that can gravitate around these particular type of creators who are kind of the main faces and the voices of those little communities. Wow. That's fascinating. That's really cool. So there's a ton of different stuff going on out there. And then what I know about influencer marketing, and by the way, I'm, I would be considered an influencer because I'm partly doing that as a brand ambassador for Get Response. But the, 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 what I do is I go out and I talk specifically about it. I do this podcast on behalf of them. What are the kinds of things that people are reaching out to influencers and asking them to do in order to promote their products or services? So many different things, and it really depends on the category that you operate in. Um, for example, I think GetResponse is doing a great job in terms of becoming a thought leader with this entire space and becoming a great leader. So, of course, tapping you to become a thought leader within the industry is a, is a fantastic 
opportunity for them. But um, if you think of it from a consumer angle, um, how do you now get people who like the very traditional, like the makeup and the beauty and the fashion, different products? Um, how do people decide how to buy? How do they choose things? How do they get inspiration? And all of those things are driven through content and people who are following things on social. Um, how do you, if you're a small shop owner in a different type of town, how do you drive people to become interested? How do you become the it place to hang out in? Um, how do you create little experiences across there? And so you have a ton of the different creators either getting invited to see a sneak peek behind the scenes um, show about like what actually goes beyond and like making maybe it's something along the lines of how to make the special type of bread that this bakery has. Um, these are the, the type of things where you can craft incredible stories around it and give a sneak peek behind there. And it gives all the readers and the users of a kind of an exclusive look inside of like what happens behind the scenes the terms are creating people and it drives an emotional connection between the brands and any of the different readers or viewers. Oh, that's so cool. I know that, you know, some of the uh, uh, Kardashians are charging a million dollars a post and stuff like that. Working all the way down to the uh, sort of um, smaller budgets, what, what are the kinds of budgets that you can get in with an influencer for that that'll make an impact. Yeah, so I'd definitely say the the traditional like A list type of celebrities are definitely up there. Those are probably the top peak. Um, but I'd actually advocate that you shouldn't. Most businesses shouldn't actually work with them <laughs> because if you think about this, um, especially for I think a lot of your listeners, um, should they be advertising on the Super Bowl? Um, it's probably not the most ex- like targeted audience probably not the best performance um there's probably a lot of other things they can probably do it, it like in lieu of doing that um because you want to make sure like are the right eyeballs if i'm paying on an eye per eyeballs basis am i reaching the right type of people is that really a tight-knit group and do i really believe kim kardashian is going to give me the right type of information to drive my b2b business for probably not uh, so you want to pick people who are like the right type of thought leaders in all these different spaces um, but to get started on those, you can start at pretty much almost any budget. Um, and I think that's one of the misnomers about influence marketing. Um, you can start as easy as if you're a small shop owner and call this like the, like in the outskirts of a seaside town. Um, well, you, there, there are people who are either traveling to those destinations or there are people who are, um, maybe live in that area, they're from those areas. And so invite them in. Do something even as simple as like, hey, all I want to do is like give you a free loaf of bread or a free meal, and I want to invite you and show you what we do. Um, and I think it's a great content opportunity. Uh, we'll give you a whole bunch of connections and stuff like that. And there doesn't even have to be a monetary exchange. Now, generally, I think for most brands to actually scale this out properly, um, we do advocate that these creators are spending their time, like for a lot of the people, including like yourself, this is your job. This is how you spend your day, your nine to fives. And so in order to do that, um, we do say if you're scaling this up to a, a realistic, um, like part of a channel, marketing channel, you should be paying compensate your creators accordingly. Gotcha. So, so it sounds like it can vary from big money to, to bartering. Although I, I hear you loud and clear, you, you really want to invest, like all marketing, you need to invest to kind of move the needle. A lot of times people will come and say to me, you know, hey, I just want to throw up a Facebook page and have a, a Twitter handle. And isn't that going to drive leads to my business? I'm like, no, it's really not. You got to, you got to, it's almost like 
trying to put out a house fire with a garden hose. You might as well not try if you have a garden hose. At a certain point, you got to get a fire hose, and then you can have a realistic opportunity to do something. But I hear you loud and clear. You don't have to be intimidated by a lot of that stuff. Um, now, uh, the name of our program, of course, is Entrepreneur of the Month, and you were early on uh, at hashtag paid, you were you were one of the first employees there, and now it's one of the larger uh, influencer marketing platforms out sure. there. Tell me a little bit about the changes you've seen at the organization as it's grown, and whether or not you experienced growing pains. All companies do, and what you yeah. learned along the way on that on that journey. Yeah, I'd say from the beginnings of it, where we were like a very much of a tech startup, beanbag chairs, no assigned desks. We were in the back like we rented the back office of like another company that we'd have to like walk through to get to our own little area, no windows and everything like that. Um, you like, those are definitely fun times, but can also be tricky times because it's a all hands on deck all the time. Um, one person's problem is everybody's problem and you just have to all kind of work together. And then I think as you start to grow, um, now we like, we raised our series a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of months ago. Um, we are over four years old now. We have like over 50 employees now. So here there's actual teams. Like we now have department heads. We're getting into an organization. We still want to make sure it's a meritocracy and we're all working together because this is like all building towards one major goal. But there are growing pains in the sense that we moved offices. Um, we now have multiple offices. So uh, we're both in Canada and the US um, in New York. And in that respect, we have remote issues where like even technology, even as a tech company, like simple things like the phone or like Wi-Fi connection issues uh, pop up. And so I think those are the type of elements where um, every organization will be going through. Um, but I think that's what we end up doing um, as entrepreneurs or of those who have an entrepreneur's, entrepreneurial spirit is we have to be comfortable with that ambiguity, that roll up your sleeves and get things done because that's part of the adventure and that's life. And that's part of our adventure of our careers. I remember having a company of my own years ago and hiring people from larger companies to come and work at mine. And one of the very first things I would always do is say, by the way, you're going to fill out your own FedEx forms. You're going to make your own copies. You know, just you're going to help us unpack the groceries when we bring in food, you know, for the conference mm -hmm. room table and stuff like that. And that was a big change for a lot of people. Nobody objected to it, but it was mm -hmm. good to have them know about it going in. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me ask you a couple of things about uh, we're going to have you back on by the way, you've got a great background. When you come back the second time, we're going to have, we're going to talk about your experiences at P&G and Johnson and Johnson and things like that. Cause there's, that's rich with insights that we can learn from you. So I, I'm looking forward to having you back again. But in the meantime, if, if you, let me ask you just a couple of questions. What, do you have any books that you recommend to people or podcasts or, and you don't, I'm not, that's not a setup to talk about this podcast, but podcast books, uh, blogs that you read, anything like that, that you're like, these are my go-to things that I really get my information from. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the main staples, like staples, I think um, like there, there's David Cancel's drift, which I think just talks about a lot of different type of like startup issues and things that come up. But the one that I've been obsessed with, and I, this is when I call my levels of like, of attraction and I guess engagement, I post notifications on for Andrew Chen um, of A16Z. So he's a general partner at, um, at Andreessen Horowitz. So it's a VC. 
but he has a blog and he does all these different type of Twitter storms. And he used to run the growth team at Uber. And so oh, wow. Interesting. For, for a lot of the different um, entrepreneurs and people out there, um, he has really good stances <coughs> and kind of uses his platform of whether it's Twitter or anything like that as a way to grab a lot of other type of entrepreneurs and all of other type of leaders to have a good frank conversation around like what are the common things that people disagree with their unpopular opinions and have a constant debate about those things. And it's such a riveting, like really, I think thought provoking, um, group that oh that's cool yeah that's interesting just using it as a as a dialogue and does he keep things reeled in because i i i love politics i love talking politics and starting january 1st 2018 i said i'm not going to talk politics on facebook anymore because it devolves although i i did a pretty good job of letting people know hey i'm gonna talk about politics but if it gets nasty and not respectful i'm yanking you off this stream and everybody kind of followed that and they they really did it. But in the end, I realized I was spending an awful lot of time and not moving the ball forward on everybody's got their opinions and you just have to respect yeah. that. What, what does he do to make sure that it doesn't devolve or does he let it devolve sometimes? So I've actually, I think, um, whether by nature of who he is or the type of community and the content that he posts, it's like very much, I almost call it like inside baseball type of deal for people who are like, entrepreneurs, oh, um, cool. tech type people. And so I think it d- typically doesn't attract those, like I call them social media trolls. That yeah. um, and so I think it gets really good there. And I think as well as I think you, as social media evolves, and I think this is part of what I love about social media is it evolves itself. And I think you're finding a lot of people will find communities where naturally you just kind of push those people out who, if this isn't about politics and this has no relevancy, then people start to push those people out and say like, really that stuff's not really welcome here. Gotcha. And so he's still good. policing a lot of these different type of communities and these niche, niche communities coming out um, are really becoming a, a great thing within social media. That's cool. That's great. Uh, that's really fascinating stuff. And where, what is the, where can we find him again? Andrew, Andrew Chen. So C H E N um, and Andrew. So find him on Twitter. Um, cool. I'll have to check it out. Sounds, sounds fascinating. Where can we find out more about you, Richard Wong? Because I know you're part of hashtag slash uh, hashtag paid, but yeah. uh, where can we learn more about not only your company, but also about you? Yeah. So um, you can find me uh, off mostly on Twitter, uh, Richard T. Wong. Um, my full my full name was uh, was taken, so I have my middle initial T um, as there, and then I also talk a lot on our blog. So that's blog.hashtagpaid.com. Go to hashtagpaid.com. Awesome, yeah. Richard. Thanks for joining us. We're going to have you back on. I can't wait to get you back on to dig into some of this other stuff that you learned at some of these other companies. Thanks a lot. My name is Jamie Turner. This has been the Entrepreneur of the Month podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Jamie.